This episode is for the people that are starting out in a new IT support role or looking to get into their first IT role but don't have much IT experience. I hope to share some insights that help you have the most fruitful experience in your first IT support role and introduce some of the day in the life activities you can expect on a job for those of you that haven't started yet. I'm talking about things like OS installations, basic network switch configurations, and even Active Directory user management. Keep listening as I break down these insights and activities. I'll also talk about a hidden trick you can do on the job that can help you get into your next IT role, including cybersecurity. Before I get into all of this, subscribe so you can get a heads up whenever I drop a new episode. Okay, so first things first, if you find yourself in an IT support role, remote, in person, or whatever, you gotta adopt the right mindset when dealing with people. When people send you an email or call about an issue, they have a low expectation of the support they will receive. Not so much the problem solving, but the way they expect support to be communicated to them. A lot of tech support reps aren't the best when it comes to people skills. So this is where you change things up. When people reach out to you, no matter how much work you got on your plate, respond ASAP. You don't have to have a plan, just say you'll look into it now. Simply acknowledging their issue in a timely manner will score you some goodwill points. Your next step is to determine if you're the right person to handle the issue. This is something you want to address when you first start working. Ideally, you should ask your manager to give you clarity on which areas are your responsibility. Is it Office 365, desktop re-imaging, or VPN troubleshooting? Once you know that the issue is something you're responsible for, make sure you gather all the facts. Reach out to the end user and ask them some follow-up questions. How long has this been happening? When did you first notice it? Now, if you identify a problem you don't know how to solve, your next move is to research the problem. There are several ways to do this. You can Google it. You can ask a coworker about it. You can even use AI like ChatGPT. If you do use AI, make sure you confirm the suggested solution with a Google check. Don't assume AI has an accurate response. The AI is only as good as the prompts you give it and the data it chooses to source for the answer. Both are subject to errors. Anyway, you'll most likely end up on Google. When searching online, aim for three sources to confirm your solution. These sources can be from different web forums or popular websites like HowToGeek or Reddit. Now, if the issue involves working on their computer, ask them when they're going to step away from the laptop so you can remote in. That's usually lunch. And don't even think about giving them the option for after hours. You want to handle this stuff throughout the day so you have time afterwards to focus on what you got to do to get to the next level. Ask them when they'll step away for lunch. Tell them that's the exact time you'll handle it. 
make sure your execution time is as fast as possible. The type of problems you can handle during a lunch break include reinstalling your VPN software, Dell firmware updates, or even NVMe drive swaps. Side note, some things will take more than an hour to fix, and there's not much you can do with that. Anyway, after you finish the fix, make sure you confirm everything else still works the same. When you're finished, here's how you close the ticket. Email them either through the ticketing system or Outlook. Thank them for being patient while you resolve the issue. Then let them know if there's anything else they have an issue with, you would be more than happy to help them in the future. Make sure to say that last part in the future. That's your subliminal way of saying no more support for you today. <laughs> when you make people feel good with their experience with you, you never know where that can lead. I've gotten emails where the IT director was CC'd because they wanted to make sure that they knew that I did a great job with their issue. That's always a good look. Plus, that helps the director trust you with more system administration duties. And you want those skills to build up your resume. Okay, so here's another tip. Don't try to sound so smart when talking to people. Nobody really cares about what you know. They just want you to solve the problem. So keep the explanation simple and don't use acronyms or tech terms. All you're going to do is confuse them and possibly piss them off. Or even worse, you might make them feel stupid. That's the last thing you want to do. People will remember that too. One final tip for dealing with end users. Don't trust them. Here's what I mean. They're going to say that there was a problem with the hard drive or somebody deleted the file or the Wi-Fi isn't working. I know this sounds messed up, but assume they don't know what they're talking about. Don't get me wrong. It's possible they know what they're talking about. It's also possible you're talking to the same person that says he used to do IT support, but he doesn't even know what IP config is. Either way, just say yes and you'll look into it. This keeps you with a consistent objective approach to troubleshooting. You don't want to go off on wild goose chases based on someone else's diagnosis. Now, if it's something simple like establishing a VPN connection, show them how to do it. If possible, make them do it in front of you. This does two things. First, it keeps you from having to solve the same problems over and over again. And second, it empowers them. Most texts don't do this, and whenever you empower somebody, you make them feel good. You want to build up goodwill. This will buy you the karma you'll need when you eventually fuck up. Okay, here's another aspect of the job you have to be mindful of. Time management. With some IT support roles, you'll have a lot of peaks and valleys throughout the day. There are times you'll be overwhelmed and there are times you'll be sitting on your ass. When you have that downtime, work on how to make your time in IT support easier for you. 
start to keep tabs on what problems keep recurring. If you find yourself constantly updating machines, maybe use a remote monitoring tool like Ninja RMM or Datto to automate workstation patch management. A lot of small IT departments don't do this. I suspect it has to do with the risk of disruption. Basically, IT departments often prefer to manually deploy patches for workstations just in case the update is defective. If the update is defective, the disruption and downtime is limited to a couple of computers. But guess who's gonna have to always be on call for manual updates? That's right, you. But there's nothing really stopping you from advocating for a better use of your time. If you find yourself constantly doing updates one machine at a time, work with your manager to create small patch groups. These are two to five workstations that will be updated at the same time. Write an email that kindly informs users that their machine will be updated after work hours or over the weekend. That way you won't get any complaints from someone who may have remoted into their computer for a little late night work. Give them the heads up so that they can play around your schedule. If possible, keep the update groups limited to the same machine model type, like the Dell Optiplex 7050s. Keep track of everything with a spreadsheet. That way, if there are any issues with a recent update, you can quickly identify which PCs you need to monitor for dealing with a bad patch. You'll probably never get to truly automate everything in your workday, but that doesn't mean you can't try to automate some aspect of your job and save time. Now with these type of support roles, there's always going to be some type of side project you'll be working on in the background. But the real side project you need to stay focused on is documentation. Here's what I mean. You might be fortunate enough to work with a real ticketing system. By the way, that's not always guaranteed in IT support, especially if you're working in a small department. But even if you're using a real ticketing system, you should maintain a separate Word document to record your work. I call these documents work logs. These work logs serve two purposes. First, I can never remember shit. So for me, these work logs help me remember what issues I fixed and how I did it. This can be helpful if you have an issue that keeps coming up like people complaining that their remote VPN connection to the office keeps dropping. This work log document is basically your own personalized FAQ. So instead of trying to remember how you dealt with a certain issue, you can just read your own notes on how to solve it. Now, technically, these notes should have been entered in the ticketing system. And you want to do that to be helpful to your coworkers and cover your ass but you still want to keep your own personal log for this next reason. If you document what you did and how you solved it, you're basically creating an inventory of skills you can add to your resume. Your log is a testament to your professional growth. When you start looking for a higher paying role, like a cybersecurity analyst job, you can mix and match your work log skills with anything in a job description that's highly related. By journaling your daily wins in this format, you'll get a better sense of just how much you've grown in knowledge and experience. 
Seeing your work on paper crystallizes the impact you have made and the value you bring every day as an IT support engineer. Your workdays are filled with a myriad of challenges. Amidst the chaos, it's easy to overlook the skills you acquire along the way. Your work log should serve as a goldmine of practical examples you can utilize during job interviews. You should use this to speak with authority about concrete real-world instances of your skills in action. If you need more advice on this or anything related to some of the topics I talk about on other episodes or videos, just go to the contact page on techordie.com. T-E-K-O-R-D-I-E.com and send me an email. I would be more than happy to help you. Thanks for your time. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your podcast directory of choice so you can get a new Tech or Die episode every week. Also, share this episode with your people so they can learn from you too. I appreciate your support and remember success is a choice.